FC Wonder Kid episode 34 here with my guy Bretton. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Doing awesome. We got the draw soon for the UEFA Champions League and all the other leagues. I mean, on top of that, there's just so much to talk about. So uh, where, where do you want to begin? We got we got to start with European competitions. The yeah. draws tomorrow, but a lot happened and we yeah. want to just have an overall overall landscape of what was the European competition. So sure. I'd like to start by mentioning we got two Lisbon teams <laughs> in the Champions League. Okay, I got to say it. Okay, but unfortunately, Porto didn't get go through. Big, yeah. big ups to Atletico. They played a really good game. Really sad that AC Milan is in no European competitions, okay? Like, that is, like, like, not even Europa League, like, but Porto got Europa League. So, I got to say that's good. So, a lot happened, man. A lot happened in the uh, European competition. Uh, yeah, a lot happened. And, and just the fact that Dortmund, Porto, Red Bull Leipzig, Barcelona, all off to the Europa League, uh, that's that's actually that's actually going to be a lot of fun. Those knockout rounds in the Europa League are going to be a lot of fun. But I'm going to ask you just flat out, okay? Based mm-hmm. on top two from each group moving into the knockout rounds, we obviously don't know the draw yet. But gun to head, if you had to pick a winner right now of the UEFA Champions League, who's it going to be? Um, I'll be honest with you. I think Guardiola is going to have a lot of pressure to win the Champions League this season. Okay. In my opinion, because I think Man City are going to get a striker January. I yeah. think or Harry Kane or Haaland or Vlahovic. Something's happening with Man City this way, in, the, in the next transfer window. For sure. So I think Man City will be definitely top three contender. Mm-hmm. But personally, I think Bayern... Mm, look, all this Kimish thing. Yes. Look, I, I, I saw the match against Dortmund. As, and look, it wasn't the same, okay? Like having Kimish is mm-hmm. is it, it, Bayern looks different with them. Yeah. So I'm gonna say the top contenders in my view is Man City, Liverpool, Bayern. Man, I gotta I gotta say PSG too because Messi in the Champions League is looking different. Okay, than in Liga. Yeah. I understand he's got more pressure. He's got more to prove. Mm-hmm. And now every Barcelona fan is gonna be rooting for PSG for sure. Yeah. Now that Messi's there, so. Uh, I think those are the top teams, but yeah. I can't decide on a winner. But I think Man City with a striker is yeah. no doubt the favorite. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a good call. But I, I'm going to say it right out, and this might be bold. Um, but Bayern Munich will not win it if they do not have Joshua Kimmich. So uh, I agree with you. I don't know if you were going to go that far, but you said it would be difficult. And I'm going to say yeah. it. If Joshua Kimmich does not come back from these lung complications that he's having, and we obviously hope that he does, um, there, there, there's no way there's going to, they're going to win it. Um, and I think, you know, you may have missed one name in there. Um, Real Madrid, right? Real Madrid looks pretty dang good too. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it's going to come down to what um, restocking of the weapons uh, a lot of these teams can do in January uh, and whether or not they have an impact. Uh, but, you know, some a team like Bayern Munich, a team like Liverpool, a team like Real Madrid, they have to be like mega healthy if they're going to make a run through it. So obviously there's a, there's enough quality here out of all the teams mentioned. Um, But I I like your PSG shout because Mm -hmm. they're at the beginning stages of meshing, right? Mm -hmm. They're really at the beginning stages of coming together. I I don't think it all, I know a lot of people want to talk about Messi, you know, being not messy anymore, but come on, he's still messy. And if, if they mesh and, and they can, they can build a chemistry, 
uh, that is clearly not there just yet, but getting more like solidified, uh, PSG is going to be very, very dangerous. The one thing is, I I'm going to say it right now, long story short, I don't think Manchester City is winning this. Manchester City will not win the Champions League. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if we, I want to put a bet on it because I'm too much of a coward to, uh, but, but there's just, there's just something about it right now that, uh, it, it is for me going to take an addition heading into the new year, like we expect. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I think, I, th I think Mbappe, the Mbappe and Messi link up is starting to heat up. Okay. Yeah. I think that's absolute facts. And that yeah. is crucial because I won't say Neymar is the third right now but he is, <laughs> he is. He i'm is. gonna put messi mbappe neymar now okay that's the mm -hmm. that, that is the ranking okay in my opinion but interesting enough too if real madrid had Kylian mbappe in that yeah. team this season i would agree maybe they would be the favorites if you answered me if in that paradox in that reality so sure. there you go but uh yeah. what well, happened the... in this champions league that that really wanted for you to mention here in the podcast what happened yeah, well, you know, um, I, I really wanted to focus on some of those breakout players of the group stage. And uh, one of them, my first one, just looking back at who we didn't know last year during the Champions League, main, mainly because the team wasn't in it. Um, mm. But but one of the best young players that have come out um, of this group stage, and, and I am not as qualified to talk about this person as you are, uh, but I really, really have enjoyed watching Gonzalo Inacio play. Um, you know, solid reading of the game, distribution, uh, you can you can go on and on. Uh, but really, like, young player-wise, outside of, you know, who we're going to talk about next, Ajax, um, mm -hmm. it was like Gonzalo Inacio and, like, Morato were the only mm -hmm. two that I can think of that were not necessarily seen as really good young players um, that mm -hmm. everybody knew, maybe, right, mm -hmm. heading into the group stages, but coming out of it. Most people know who Gonzalo Inacio is and who Morato is. So um, I was really impressed with them. And, and then obviously, if you go over to Ajax, I mean, come on. Anthony's group stage, uh, Urian Timbers group stage. Um, they're one of the more electrifying teams to watch in the knockout stage. And yet neither you or I think that they're going to go all the way. Uh, but I really wanted to talk about those. I mean, if you had to pick kind of a breakout player, it doesn't have to be a young buck. But if you had to pick a breakout player, uh, who would who would you pick at these group stages? Well, Haller, I would say Haller really justified why he had to be registered in the European competition. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I like that mention. Sure. Wasali Nasu too. Yeah. Wasali Nasu for me was the big up, the, the unknown to known. Because mm -hmm. who listens to this podcast? I got to say it. We have been saying Wasali Nasu for a long time here. So it was just... We have it justified, but another player I, I I wanted to mention here in the the pod because of his last game was Angel Gomez, one nice. his first goal and his first assist coming as a substitute. Okay, so I think that was a a big a big start uh, to the Champions League campaign for him too. Yeah. So and Karim Adeyemi, okay. Oh, There's a player that his stock went up, up, up. I, I won't say like Holland, okay? But Karim Adeyemi was the Red Bull Salzburg guy that everybody was like, okay, watch yeah. out for him, okay? Yeah. And we, we, we're we going to talk more about this in the transfers, but right. a lot is up with Karim Adeyemi now, so. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun one to watch. I think there's just one <laughs> one other name that we got to watch. Um, Even though Lille is not doing so hot in Liga, Liga 1. I mean, and nobody... 
nobody necessarily expected them to replicate their sparkling form from last year. Uh, but for them to come into the Champions League, manage two high-level competitions in a relatively decent, you know, tough group, uh, Lille actually tops the group, and uh, that's none other uh, because of none other than a certain Canadian, uh, Brooklyn-born Canadian, um, but a Canadian nevertheless, uh, Jonathan David. And uh, you know, they're 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 not a team. I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are excited to draw them in the next round because they seem a little depleted. They don't have everybody kind of firing on all cylinders. Uh, but got to give Jonathan David his his just dessert, right? Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Um, but I'll tell you what, the Europa League, from, from a wonder kid perspective, the Europa League has given us Rayon Cherky. Thought he had a breakout performance. He was given the opportunity for Lyon. Uh, two goals, I think, and an assist in the group stages. I mean, it's nothing like, you know, Sebastian Holler's uh, uh, statistics, but still pretty dang good. Uh, obviously, Florian Wirtz, uh, duh. If I have to say anything, I mean, Florian Wirtz <laughs> just continues to be, you know, the rock star, whether it's in European competition or in the Bundesliga. Uh, but I think another shout out from that Bayer, uh, Bayer Leverkusen team um, that could actually have a chance to win this thing, although the teams coming from the Champions League is going to be tough. Um, mm -hmm. We got to also say Jeremy Frimpong, right? I mean, he's yes. he's been really deadly for them down the wing. He's been enjoyable to watch. And, uh, you know, it makes Leverkusen a pretty tough team to beat uh, when it comes down to this. And then the only other one I got to throw out there, a little more uh, Portuguese propaganda, Jota for Celtic. Jota for Celtic, I think uh, not just in, you know, everyone can look at the SPFL and they can say, oh, but look at the competition. Well, in the Europa League, he's done the same thing. Two goals, two assists been consistently dangerous. He's formed a really nice partnership with Furuhashi, uh, Abada, with Turnbull. Um, and, and Celtic uh, looks like they're going to lock him down sooner rather than later, right? For like 8 million euros. So, yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. What a bargain to get to get Jota for 8 million. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, then Artur Cabral too. That would be a good yes. shout too in the, in the <laughs> Europa League with 28 games, 27 goals, and 8 assists. Oh, my. Okay. One of the most underrated players in Europe, in my opinion, yes. right now. Okay, striker at Basilea, guys. Watch out, okay. But yeah, overall, I'm yes. saying I'm seeing the Europa League, and I'm really, really questioning who's gonna win it, man. And Barcelona's there, yes. like Barcelona in the Europa League. If they catch a Dortmund, like it's gonna be a madness of a matchup. So any yes. any like you did in the Champions League, do you have any prediction for the Europa League? I any, I any team. Yeah, I, I gotta think. I gotta think that uh, coming into it from from a depth perspective, um, Red Bull Leipzig looked really good I, in the first game. In charge, were, what were you just about to say that? I I was gonna say Nkunku is like the, the best player in Europa League if it goes right. Yeah, you know? I, I, I honestly believe if they can stay healthy uh, and they can start playing. I mean, it was really sad to me seeing how well they played. The, the game after, you know, essentially Jesse Marsh was sacked. Oh, um, and, and another American-born uh, manager, 30, he's 36 as well, I think, or 35. Domenico Tedesco takes over. I don't know if he had his handprint on this game. But uh, it, it, was, it was tough to see how well they played after that. And frankly, if they play that well in the knockout rounds, they're going to be really tough to beat. And if you can get a Emil Forsberg, if you can get some other uh, parts really kind of coming together, 
Uh, Red Bull Leipzig is probably one of my favorites. And then the other favorite I'm going to throw out there and tell me if I'm wrong. From a depth perspective and a team perspective, I really think Porto can do it. You think it's possible? It's possible. I agree. I think it's possible. And and I and I tell you something. The team that knockouts Porto will have a tough, tough time in the, the two fixtures, man. Because Porto is the type of team you never want to face in the second leg. Sure. Because either they'll want to win it too much or either they'll go defensive too much, okay? <laughs> so uh, I think that's a good shout too. But still, I still feel like Porto is missing something, you okay. know? Yeah. Like, I, they, I know Porto has Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. But in Kunku for me at Leipzig is is being next level. Then yeah. Haaland at Dortmund is something next level, next level too. And then you got look. I'm, I'm not going to overrate Xavi as a coach, but I, I think Barcelona can shock a lot of people maybe in the in the in the Europa League. Yeah. So for, look, first, I'm hopeful. First, I'm they hopeful. have to shock Osasuna, and they didn't do that. So, uh. <laughs> but Nico scored, and that was a good. Yeah. That was a a good. Uh, it was, um, let's say, something that's going to happen a lot in the future. Gavi yeah. assist and an equal goal. <laughs> look, I, I, I'm look, it's it can they won they beat 3 1 Levila Real a couple of weeks ago, uh, too. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's, there's you're not going to find any Barcelona hate here. I think it's more, um, <laughs> it's more realism on my end mm-hmm. of things that Xavi is not going, and I think he knows this, uh, they're not going to transform overnight. Right. And um, they've got so much talent, but they've got uh, the mentality. And uh, what was it? Was it Bayern that was um, trolling them, essentially, just saying that they didn't couldn't match their intensity, couldn't match their off the ball movement, couldn't match their, you know, uh, it's it's true. It It is. It is a fact. It the is fact that, that, that Bar- Barcelona was completely overmatched in that in that Bayern match, but yeah. we will talk more in the transfers more forward of what Barcelona will will will, will solve. Okay, yeah. uh, for these issues. Yeah, and and uh, you know before before we move on from this topic, I, I do have to say, uh, Conference League. I don't know. I liked these changes. I actually mm-hmm. liked this three tiered system. Um, anything's better than the Super League, right? Um, but I, I enjoyed this three-tiered system, and even out of the Conference League, you know me, I'm always combing uh, Scandinavia uh, for for uh, possible signings, but uh, we all got to look at um, Erling Holland's uh, bro, not really, but his friend, uh, Eric Botham. Uh, he had four goals, four assists for Bodo Glimt. Uh, they're one of the more attractive teams to watch in the Conference League, uh, a little more attractive than Tottenham right now. Um, <laughs> I'm so mean. I really shouldn't do that. Uh, I was bold. Yeah, but but I think, you know, Eric Botham is one that you're going to have to watch because I have a feeling in January uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see a lot of clubs, whether it's the Bundesliga, Eredivisie, uh, chasing him, and um, rightfully so. Uh, but what I wanted to pose to our – uh, listeners, I, I don't know what we want to give away. Maybe you and I can think about this because we didn't talk about this beforehand. What I want people to do is register their predictions. Okay. Who will win the Champions League? Who will win the Europa League? And who will win the Conference League? And if one of our listeners gets it right, we're going to send them something. What do you think? You think we can do oh, that? I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's kind of a giveaway, guys. So if you get 
the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League winners. <laughs> yeah. We'll send out something to you guys. So put it in the comment section down below, okay? We'll put the video on favorites so we don't forget it, okay? Yes. I yes. guarantee you guys that. So about the Conference League, I just end up saying, I think home is going to win it all, okay? <laughs> I, think, I think Mourinho is out here getting a competition that he needs, and he always likes to add one. Yes. So, and Tommy Abraham, too, like, he looks different, okay? Two he shots, does look different. Goals. Yeah. So I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So I just wanted to end up the conference league and tossing him too, like shambolic man. Was it, it like Muda? What was Muda? Like what? Conte was like, this is not. This is not it. But interesting enough, since that loss, yeah. Tottenham hasn't hasn't had such a bad game. Like no. they they beat Brentford. They're 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 slowly looking better and better. They they are, but then this then COVID. And, and this is kind of a nice transition moving into um, general news. I mean, I know we were going to talk about maybe Joshua Kimmich. We already covered him, but like mm -hmm. we're almost two years into this pandemic and we are still talking about these crazy COVID outbreaks. I know because the Philadelphia Union lost their shot at MLS Cup because of 11 players being kept out due to COVID protocols. Okay. Tottenham, Tottenham is going to be forced to essentially forfeit the Stade Rene game because uh, the European competitions have different COVID protocols than the Premier League. The Premier League was able to reschedule their match with, uh, I believe it was Brighton, reschedule it on a different day. But they basically said with the European competition, because there's such a tight timetable, right? They're going to miss out on the next round and be kicked out of European competition because they're likely going to have to forfeit. Um, and it'll be a 3-0 win to Stade, Stade Rene. Okay, so um, it, it's like one, what is it? One step forward, two steps back for Antonio Conte um, in that sense. And that, that's not really anything he can do, but there's been a COVID outbreak at Tottenham. Um, it's just crazy that we're still talking about this crap. Um, uh, I will keep on going because like the, the solution, even with these new variants, but this is, yeah. this is a football podcast, but it's true. It's affecting the game an awful lot. And Kimmich not getting the vaccine that, all of this happens like look free will but look it, it happened unfortunately it, so moving on i wanted to start, to start the general news by i want to start with this man united talk because i okay. saw some comments about ralph ragnick that i wanted to highlight and, and applaud and applaud because he said that any player i shouldn't be convincing players to come to man united mm -hmm. and you know exactly who He's mentioning this indirectly. And it's Paul Pogba, man. <laughs> if you don't want to stay, don't sign it. Okay? That's, that's pretty much what Ralph, Ralph Ragnick, in my opinion, is saying. Okay? Yeah. And it's true. If you want to play for Man United. Like, Man United shouldn't try to convince players. Okay? <laughs> they got the money. <laughs> if you're a legend there, I, I rest assured you will stay there. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, I just love to see how he's trying to bring back this winning culture. And yeah. valuing up, you know, chest up. Man United, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think he under he understands a whole lot more. This has nothing to do with Paul Pogba. It has nothing to do with Anthony Martial, right? Who's also a want away from Manchester United right now. And frankly, oh. it's like a year a year too late for that. Like he should have left mm -hmm. years ago. But anyway, Ralph Rangnick, I completely understand the approach to the comments. It has nothing to do with a player. It has everything to do with making sure that his group of players that wants to be there is on the same page that there is a strict set of standards that has to be met and that there needs to be a respect to the, the, the historic legend of Manchester United's history, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's not, if you don't want to be there, then move on. 
Um, they'll figure out the, the business terms. Maybe they'll get a little bit better at that in terms of actually making a profit on a transfer or something. But yeah, I, I completely agree with that approach. But with that said, um, we got to open up this question to everybody. I mean, mm. long story short, it comes down to this. Uh, fans of football, Paul Pogba, should he stay or should he go? I want to know what they think. I'm no, sure you no, do no. too. Um, no, no doubt, no, no doubt. But I, I'll be shocked if people are saying to stay, Breton. I'll I, be I, honest with you yeah. because it's like a marriage that didn't work out. Paul Pogba, Man United. You know, Again. That, that, that's how I, that's how I see things. But I, I, I wanted to mention too with Man United, just finishing off, is Jogdalo. Jogdalo mm -hmm. with Ralph. All of a sudden, he's a good player. Yeah, like loads of hate, but truth is, offensively and defensively. He is better than Aaron Juan Bissaka in general. Okay, defensively, Bissaka mm -hmm. is lethal, but offensively, big questions. And Ralph seems to have them too. So I just wanted to finish that up. And two, the Ronaldo haters. Look at that game against Norwich. I know penalty, but still, like Ralph is showing that. Yeah, you got to play Krish. You got to show. You got to show passion. You got to show leadership. And yeah, with these yeah. players, you will. No, I mean, it, hey, speaking of penalties. Okay, and I'm not I'm not saying Pessy or Pinaldo or any of that crap here. Okay, uh, but man, uh, th this seems a little too coincidence. I don't want to spark like a worldwide conspiracy because I'm sure it's always somewhere somewhere in the uh, interwebs right now. But man, the, the the refs in the Premier League really loved the big clubs this past week. Mm -hmm. Okay, Manchester City won over the weekend due to a pretty bizarre penalty call. Chelsea won with not one, but two Jorginho penalties, even though he had a pretty crappy game elsewise. Uh, Liverpool won thanks to a Salah penalty. Ronaldo knocked home the penalty to win a tight one over Norwich City. Um, it just, it's, wow, that's a lot of penalties in one weekend. And again, I'm not reading too much into it, but it was certainly weird enough uh, to have to mention on this. But one, one person we need to go back and talk about here, right, since we're moving on from United, Liverpool, man. Liverpool, okay? Mo Salah, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it, hands down, he's he's the best player in the Premier League right now, okay? And, mm -hmm. and I know... It's it's a discussion between two players now. Okay. I think Mo Salah okay. is the best player, okay? I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I got to just be devil advocates and say Bernard Silva. Yeah, 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 okay. Bernard Silva over the last few games... Absolutely. Over the last okay, few months, I should say, not few games. Um, Silva, he's looking different. I'll he, be. He, I'm just. I'm just being devil advocate. Okay? Sure. But sure, but, Silva is look. Something can be cooking up right there. And yeah. It's. I know he gets into a stage every season, and we and he has a peak, and then mm -hmm. he just goes down a bit. But look, I really feel like this season it might be different because last season, like I really feel like Bernard Silva thought he was gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Last summer. And I think I think because a striker didn't come in, mm -hmm. he he didn't go. I think yeah. uh, I, look okay. So I think he's got something to prove. I think, but I yeah. Solid. I'm I'm with you, but I'm with you, and and he has looked different. And actually, a lot of what he does um, doesn't always show up on the on the stat sheet, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Um, but speaking of a stat sheet, Mosala has 23 goal involvements in the Premier mm -hmm. League. Okay. You know what the next highest goal involvement total is? 12. 12. Emmanuel Denis from Watford has 12. 
seven goals or maybe five goals, seven assists or vice versa. Uh, and Mo Salah has 23 goal involvements in the Premier League. So either people are not putting enough respect on Mo Salah's name uh, or, or I guess we have to go out there and, and call the Premier League a Farmers League now in order to justify Mo Salah's 23 goal involvements uh, versus everybody else. And you can, you can turn this on its head, right? You can say, well, if Mo Salah gets injured, Liverpool's screwed, right? Um, but yes. I, that difference, 23 goal involvements, is just unbelievable. He's also got 21 goals, nine assists in 22 games this year. It's unreal. That, that, that's insane. And he's playing well in the Champions League, too. It's not just yeah. like Premier League. It's, he's justifying, too, in the Champions League. But I think the big, big doubt with Liverpool fans is what's going to happen in January with the African nations? Yeah, you that's know, true. It's, that it's, true. Salah's going to be off. Oman is going to be off. No, Nabi Keita. No, there's a lot of players are going to be off. So if that's this a very good point. Going to be going to be tested. It's going to be Liverpool in January when when all these players are gone, and hopefully Salah comes back one piece. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> because that's, yeah he dips. He dips. You, Salah is another just like Bernard Silva. He dips too, Salah, and I hope he keeps the consistency because I'm look. I'm gonna go bold. If Salah keeps the consistency that he has this season, yeah, he's gonna win the Ballon d'Or. Okay. He's gonna win the Ballon d'Or because okay. if he keeps up this consistency, consistency, nobody beats Liverpool in the Champions League. Yeah, nobody. Okay, and in the Premier League, it'll be tough, tough, tough one v one because West Ham will win at home. Okay, but that's a very, very tough game. Yeah, very tough. So I don't know. I don't. I. I don't. Oh, I can only see Man City or Chelsea beating Liverpool in a. In, in a fair match, you know, you know what I, you know what I mean, bro? I, I do. I do. And, and uh, to, to hearken back to what you said before about the best player in the Premier League right now uh, conversation, uh, there is a certain team that's on top and in, in the Premier League and it's, it's not Liverpool. It's Manchester City right now. And, and Bernardo Silva is a big reason uh, why yeah. that is. So it's going to be, you're right. I, I actually, I didn't think, I didn't think forward. Uh, that that African Nations Cup is going to be brutal. Be hard for Klopp. Klopp yeah, is no. already panicking, man. He's yeah. already saying, "Oh, this shouldn't be in January." I think there's some comments about that. He was complaining about the yeah. the fact that there's an international competition of this size in January. <laughs> and I got to mention too, Sterling scored his hundredth goal in the Premier League. Okay, so big up to Sterling. Okay, bye bye, bye bye, Man City. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we did say Arsenal a couple of podcasts ago, so that's my prediction. But I think he's going to stay in England. I saw that Barcelona news. No way, man. I, no I don't know how that Sterling's works. Going to Barcelona, man. Yeah. Ferran Torres, yes. Sterling, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I still don't understand the whole. Anyway, let's not get into that because I, I think I got um I think I got beat up in the comments section uh, talking about Ferran Torres. Um, and uh, making up quotes that uh, Laporta uh, had. That was a joke, by the way. Um, but anyway, yeah, only 32 players in Premier League history have hit for a century mark uh, of goals, and uh, Raheem Sterling is one of them. Um, so, and he's only, oh, what, 20, nice 27? Uh, yes, 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 yeah. that's it, 27, yeah. So he's, he's still young, but I'll tell you what, um, you, you were talking about Jurgen Klopp, uh, kind of getting angry about the uh, AFCON. Well, mm -hmm. um, he gave us another nice uh, soundbite the other day. Everybody was excited about Steven Gerrard's, you know, return with Aston Villa to Anfield. Obviously, Liverpool were victorious, but Jurgen Klopp gave everybody the soundbite they wanted. 
the current boss of Liverpool came out and said, I have no doubt, and this is not verbatim, but I have no doubt that Steven Gerrard will manage Liverpool someday soon. Mm. You know, and no, no, after club, Stevie uh, G. You, you got to think that, right? And, you know, it, it sounds obviously intuitive, but uh, uh, I don't know. Steve, Steven Gerrard's um, poker face is pretty good with this one um, because it's so early stages <laughs> with him at Villa. I mean, the guy just left Rangers. He just got to Birmingham. Um, mm. He's only been there a little bit, and yet everyone's already saying, oh, he's going to whatever. But Klopp oh, oh. gave us all the soundbite we wanted, right? I'll be honest with you. I think CVG's miles away ahead of Oli. Okay, oh, yeah. miles for me. CVG is such you know. There's there's a certain level with yeah. CVG. Okay, what I I feel like I feel like he puts respect in that locker room. Okay, and <laughs> even the training sessions, he's highly involved in them. Uh, a bit like Xavi too. I I really feel like CVG is the. Well, it's going to be one of the best next generation managers coming out there. I really do believe in that. Yeah, Look, yeah. And I think yeah. Liverpool is going to be locking up with him because Klopp is Klopp really long-term for Liverpool. I, look, Liverpool fans would obviously <laughs> love that. Okay. Because Klopp, come on, living legend for what he's done. <laughs> but does Klopp want that? Yeah. That's the I'm... question. Like I do, I do think Klopp in the back of his mind is thinking to manage, manage Germany. Yeah, you know, I really think I really think Jurgen Klopp one day is going to be a Germany manager, mm -hmm. and Liverpool owners need to be thinking like we need a solution. And yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Let's see how it goes though with Aston Villa, right? Because if it goes horribly, yeah, man, then then it's a big judgment call for for CVG. Yeah, but uh, and, and notice how Frank Lampard's still uh, sitting on the sideline trying to figure out his next move. Um, So it's, it, it will be very, very interesting to, to see how that works. But uh, before we move out of the Premier League, I, I do have to bring this up because it hit, hit all around the, you know, Twitter and all sorts of different places. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I believe, you remember me talking about Demarai Gray and how mm -hmm. that pickup was going to be, okay, there's not a lot going right for Everton right now. There is not a lot. Okay, Marcel Brands is left. Uh, Rafa Benitez, I think three quarters of the Everton population wants him gone. Um, and the other, the other 25% are, are uh, really close to getting on board. Um, and it might even be higher than that because I just made that stat up. But Demarai Gray, man, one and a half million pounds, signed yeah. from Bear Leverkusen. Um, he's more than punched above his weight. He's provide them with, provided, you know, Toffee fans with at least some silver lining this year, five goals. But that wasn't the stat that was kind of circulating. You, you might know where I'm going with this. Mm. For some reason, everyone has taken Demarai Gray and they have compared him with Jack Grealish. Okay. And Jack Grealish's stats this season, which I believe is what? One goal, two assists, and they paid 100 million pounds plus for him at City. Um, so kudos to Demarai Gray for doing what he's doing at the output and the cost that he had. That is like, economic efficiency to the max mm -hmm. but i gotta ask it at what point and i'm not there yet but i gotta ask mm -hmm. you at what point do you call jack Grealish at manchester city a flop Oof. you know at, point, at the point that phil foden is out uh, uh, like looking so much better than him yeah. look 
Like he's looking so much better than him that I think that Foden was the player that went for a hundred million. Okay. Like, I'll be honest with you. I think the Grealish move, that's what I'm saying. The fact that Bernard Silva is outshining Jack Grealish that came for a hundred million. Like, ah, I'm not going to say he's a flop already, but look, I agree with you. People should be putting questions on Jack Grealish because the price tag, is big, big up, you know. Yeah. So and, 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 and he I, leaves Aston Villa. It's the, it's the English tax. Uh, it's the English tax. Clearly, it, in my it opinion. is. And, well, and and on top of the English tax, Pep Guardiola. I mean, it's not like most of his signings come in and are like rock stars right away, right? It, it takes some time to transition to Pep Guardiola football. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, we got to understand that. But the fact that he moved, you know, interleague, right? He moved from Birmingham to, you know, from Aston Villa to uh, to Manchester City. Um, you would think that at least like one portion of that transition was kind of yanked out, and and he was given like ground running. But one of the things that you and I talked about was uh, with our worry with Grealish was the in and out right? That kind of interchangeable part type of situation that Pep Guardiola has, right? Next Mm -hmm. man up type of uh, thing, even if it's with, he doesn't care really about the price tag, okay? I mean, this is coming from a guy that spent like, I don't know, $8 billion on defenders over the last few years. Um, So uh, Jack Grealish getting that run of play to where he can work through his kinks um, and and figure things out, that's still a big, big, big question mark. Um, But this next half of this season obviously will will give us our our answer. I mean, my general rule of thumb is give somebody a full season um, mm-hmm. to show their worth before you call them a flop. Uh, but then again, nobody asks me for my opinion ever, so um, but, it's well, interesting. You're, you're you're being asked now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, but but uh, but that's that's a good that's a good point, man. And for our listeners, man, really have a perspective now and see Bernard Silva's showing himself and Grealish. Look, the pressure's on. And Grealish can play in the middle, and mm-hmm. he can play at wing. Just mm-hmm. like Bernard Silva, too. He's an offensive midfielder. Complete, too. Yeah. So, I like it. I like it that you're pointing out all that. So, I like to say, I, in the news in general, okay, I like to go wonder kid on this. Sure. There's three players, okay, mm-hmm. under 21 that are with double figures. We have Vlahovic, mm-hmm. Holland, and Jonathan David, okay? All of them with double figures already, okay? This yeah. is huge in my opinion because all of them are 21 years old man it is what a crazy stuff for these forwards yeah i just had to mention it's it's like a weekly heat check for them you know i mean dusan vlahovic is just absolutely ridiculous right now and i think he had two more goals over the weekend um fiorentina is punching way above their weight based on what the roster looks like um but like vlahovic has 17 goals in 18 games this season he's got 15 in syria uh, he even attracted the attention of Fabrizio Romano tweeting out the fact that he's got like 32 Serie A goals in all of 2021. Um, he, he's just, he's just priming himself for a massive move in January. And, uh, it's funny, the, the media still wants to kind of go out there and say that the 70 million price tag is like exorbitant. It's too much. It's not. It's not, I mean, I, I'm not, I can't guarantee I'm, I'm in the investment business in my day job and you can't guarantee a future return in anything, right. Except maybe Tesla, 
kind of a joke, but not really. Um, you can't really guarantee a return, but man, if I, if I could throw a guarantee on Dusan Blahovic, um, making whatever big club snaps him up happy, and I mean very happy, um, I would. I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, he's just, it's a heat check. And I'd throw Kareem Adeyemi in there as well, um, who's a couple years younger and obviously an easier league. But the amount of um, youngsters, right, U21s, punching well above their weight right now in leagues uh, is really, really cool. It's awesome mm-hmm. to see. It's awesome. And I, I, had to mention, I wanted to mention, too, something that happened that I was quite shocked. That was the Jude Bellingham fight. Okay, yeah. I, it was straight after we had the last podcast. And I was, ah, I got to talk about this one in the next one. So 45K, yeah. you're yeah. putting a fight on the kids. So that's tough, man. Tough on him. Like, truth is, like, is it wasn't, didn't that happen with the ref? Yeah. Didn't that happen with the ref, man? So yeah. <laughs> look, I think they were too tough on him. But is it too, too much money for Jude? <laughs> yeah. I think it is too, but still, man, like, I, I think they were tough. They, they, they were. I, I suppose it could have been tougher um, based on what people were floating uh, on what would happen to potentially happen to Jude Bellingham. But uh, yeah, $45,000, that's like, I don't know, that's like uh, lunch money for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a wonder kid. So the next person I, I really want to bring up is not really a wonder kid, but I got to bring him up because in my mind, he's kind of an eternal wonder kid based on, mm. you know, what he's done for the Czech Republic over the years. But we, we've been talking about Erling Holland a lot, right? We've been talking mainly about his agent and what he's, and we'll get to that in the transfers, uh, has been saying. We've also been talking a lot about Robert Lewandowski um, and him missing out on the Ballon d'Or. But I think it's time we got to put some respect on the name of Patrick Schick, okay? Um, yeah. He's been out a couple times this year for injuries, but are you ready for this? He had two goals today for Leverkusen, and today is, uh, is Sunday. Uh, so... Uh, you add it up, you add it up, and Patrick Schick has, ready for this, 14 goals in 12 Bundesliga matches this season. 14 goals. Damn. Okay, so um, Lewandowski, Holland, and I think we got to throw Patrick Schick up there. It's He's, he's a player that he's been, he's been with, he, it didn't go well with RB Leipzig, right? No, and since then a lot of doubts aroused, and even for himself, man, it must have been tough. But absolutely, man, wonderful to see. It's funny how Leverkusen is maybe the team with the wonder kids spicing up, and no one's noticing, man. No, now with Patrick Schick, that is such a good stat. Wasn't there a crazy game with seven goals? Yeah, uh, Patrick Schick was like, I went bold. I just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been against the uh, the, the crappiest oh. team in the league, Gruter Furt. Excuse me if I screwed that name up, but I, I believe he had four goals and an assist, uh, Patrick oh. Chick in that game. But I'll, I'll tell you what, it's it's simple math, right? You got Florian Wirtz, you've got Jeremy Frimpong, you've got mm-hmm. Musa Diaby. Um, you, you've yeah, you've just got some guys that that are going to serve Patrick Chick, and if you can't find a way to put the ball in the net. Um, then, then you get uh, moved on. For, um, for sure, yeah. for sure. That's it's, it, that's a that's a good mention, man. That's a good mention. And I, I and I and I we for, I, well, I forgot to mention too, like the Man United Ralph Ragnick debuts with Zidane Iqbal, oh, Charlie yeah, yeah, Savage, yeah. and Teden Mengi. Like that was that was good to see too, man. In Zidane Iqbal, I think it's it was fantastic, man. Fantastic. There was a lot of attention with this youngster, as there should be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
it was good. I, I, I really had to mention that too. Yeah, no, that, that's very well deserved. And um, Ralph Rangnick is uh, certainly not shy of, about giving opportunities and um, just wait to see Hannibal Mejbury after that. Just wait to see uh, some of the other ones coming down the pike. But yeah, Charlie Savage, um, Zidane Iqbal. I think Zidane Iqbal, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think he is, uh, well, he, there was a milestone. It was a first, say, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you would call it, um, but I know he was Asian. It was pa- Asian Pakistani Asian. mother, uh, Iraqi father, or vice versa, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the first of of that uh, to do so. So very very cool, uh, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more because we all talk about United's great academy. Um, just to see Shola Shoratire, uh, Anthony Alanga. I mean, we want to see more of these guys um, as they go through this transition, but also as he reinstills. That uh, that big mentality in this club. Absolute yeah. fact. So, uh, anything you want to mention on the news? Uh, Wonder Kids wise, no. I mean, I, we gotta gotta just mention Red Bull Salzburg's Wonder Kid coach because mm-hmm. Domenico Tedesco took over for a young coach at Red Bull Leipzig. Um, he's only like thirty five or thirty six. Uh, you've obviously got the normal names, right, when it comes to these young uh, managers, but uh, Matthias. I'm going to get his wrong, his last name wrong, but Jessel, I think it might be. Uh, he is 33 years old, not really a good player in his day. In fact, nobody knows who the hell he is, okay? He took over for Jesse Marsh at Red Bull Salzburg, and he now becomes the first coach in Red Bull Salzburg history and Austrian football history to put Red Bull Salzburg or put a club in the UEFA Champions League knockout rounds. And 33 years old. Okay, so respect. Wonder that. kid coach, man. Wonder kid coach. So that, that, that it's interesting how Red Bull it, it's with managers like Nagelsmann, and now yeah. with now with players too. It's it's funny. It's funny how it works. So it really is. Any news, guys, that we forgot to mention, please put down in the comment section below. We always have. We always like to have a good chat, so we'll we'll answer your your comments. So big up, big hype, transfers time. Let's go. Okay. This is it. This is the topic that everything gets to move. So you 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 had a sneak peek in the in the pod saying Holland this, Holland that. Mm-hmm. So we gotta mention those comments by Minu Raiola putting Man United in the mud by saying the Man City is the team in Manchester that wins titles, basically. So uh the top teams from Erling Holland to go right now are Man City, Real Madrid, Barcelona. And am I missing Chelsea? Yeah. Chelsea. Look, <laughs> if I hit it, look, I, I said it before the Lukaku move, and I'll say it again because I think I don't care. Lukaku's still in, but I think they'll take the risk to get even another striker. And I think Chelsea are big favorites to get Erling Holland. Yeah. I really believe that. Real Madrid, no. Real Madrid for sure won't get Holland, okay? Because. Yeah. He's got that Mamba mentality to be that number one guy. And if Mbappe is going to be the number one guy in Real Madrid, Haaland ain't having that. Haaland ain't having that. But Barcelona, it's a risk, okay? If Raiola is going too bold, maybe he'll go to Barcelona, Haaland. But yeah. only to get the funds. But we'll get more into that. But who do you think is getting Haaland? Uh, I, well, first off, we, we, we just have to bring up the mastery and uh, of of Mino Rayola with with his words, right? 
um, he he pauses on Barcelona. So the, t- the whole Twitter sphere starts saying, he's going to Barcelona. And then you start thinking, how the hell are they going to do that? Um, his, uh, you know, uh, he makes the comment about United. He must be going to City. Also, his dad played for Manchester City, so he's got to go there. Um, yeah, well, guess what? He could also go to City because Roy Keane, Manchester United player, destroyed his dad's career and his dad played for City. So let's pour some fuel on that fire. Um, but really, we know what Rayola is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Stir the pot, whatever you hit, hit the hornet's nest with a with a bat, right? Um, let out everybody and make sure that Holland is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Um, and it's working. It's working because it is going to be the the transfer of the summer or the summer uh, of the winter if he goes Whoa. then or the summer um if he goes then but there it's i don't know where he's going i don't know where he's going but we know that there's only like two or three clubs that can do it um so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna take the manchester city route because it seems mm. the most likely at this moment in time mm, but uh, look if barcelona sell i'm seeing i think sergino dest is gonna go yeah. I said it in a few podcasts ago, and I received an awful lot of hate about it. But Frankie De Jong, yeah. look who's in the transfer window, okay? All yeah. of a sudden now, Frankie De Jong, it's time to go. What? Yeah. Oh, I think it's to get the funds, man. It, it is. I think it's to get the funds to get a player like Holland. It, it and is. And, and it you would asked... make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would make sense. Like, if they sell, I see Dest, yeah. Ter Stegen, Frankie De Jong, and Depay. And look, Deong, okay, just get all of them off. Continue yeah. off too. That's so much ma- money of salaries and transfers that cool. they're going to get. And Holland, if you get all that gone and you get Holland in, I think any Barcelona fan would love that, honestly, in my opinion. They probably also like a defense, but I guess if Holland's scoring five goals a game in La Liga, you don't need it. <laughs> uh, they would want a defense, but Ronald de Rouge, of okay. course. I think yeah. I think he's more than the guy. And I'm seeing in the news. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. you you went forwards with it. Aspiliqueta. If mm-hmm. Aspiliqueta goes to Barcelona, man, that is a master class deal because it would be for free, right? Yeah, it would be for free. Yeah, oh, but what a deal. But but right there is your reason, my reason why I don't think Chelsea will go after Holland. Because if Azpilicueta leaves, and if, Rud- and if Rudiger does not resign, right, and heads to Bayern or heads somewhere else and becomes, you know, the most expensive defender on the planet, uh, mm-hmm. paid on the planet, um, which we can a whole other argument about what, whether or not that's, um, you know, viable. Uh, but if all that happens, right, Chelsea is going to need to spend on their defense, yeah. right? I mean, if there's one thing that they're not necessarily stacked at in their academy, uh, beyond Shalaba, who's injured right now, um, it's it's that central defense. In fact, they got rid of actually two of their more promising uh, young bucks in in that that sense. So uh, that's why I don't think Holland's heading to Chelsea because yeah, if Azpilicueta goes to um, goes to Barcelona, and who's the other one I saw on the other end of thing? Edison Cavani, right to Barcelona potentially. Mm. I mean, these are these are pretty solid. These are pretty solid leadership additions. Like Cavani coming into, I was saying on the live, man, get that pie off. Yeah. That pie doesn't understand what is to be a striker for a Chavi team, okay? A Guardiola team. Yeah. In my opinion, he just doesn't understand. And Cavani, I'll be honest with you, if Cavani had played against Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. there was like two crosses in from Dembele that he would have got in, 
Okay. Yeah. And the pie wasn't there. He wasn't positioned right. And he just doesn't have that instinct, that instinct of a striker, like I said, of Guardiola or Xavi. Yeah. That is a very good mention. And Ferran Torres, too. Yeah. Ferran Torres and Aspiliqueta coming would be a fantastic window for Barcelona. And I think it's possible. I really think it's possible because Laporta went to Twitter and he guaranteed Barcelona fans the players are coming in. Yeah. He's already guaranteeing with no sales whatsoever, Laporta. He's yeah. saying people are going to come in. So I think, I really believe in it, man. I really believe yeah. that Jaiola and Laporta, they're friends. Jaiola <laughs> and Laporta, they're friends, man. And yeah. I think Barcelona is one of the three teams in pole position to get Haaland. But the big question here is, Man City is a guarantee, but Barcelona is kind of a bold, let's say, investment for him to go there because he goes up with the team. Yeah. So yeah. I understand. I understand your, your way of thinking, too. Yeah, and, and I'm not ready to rule out Real Madrid with Holland. I, oh, I, I, under, I understand what you're saying with, you know, the GOAT mentality or got to be the biggest personality in the room. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think... 100%. 100% it, because even like Benzema, even if Benzema is gone, who's, who's lining up to go to Real Madrid? Lewandowski. So <laughs> well, that's I, I really, yeah. I really, and Mbappe too. I think it would be so awkward, man. If yeah. Mbappe and Holland are like both fighting to win the Ballon d'Or and on the same team, like that, that just loses all the hype. And two, people want hype. Barcelona needs hype. And what's a better way of gaining hype than having the two future Ballon d'Or leaders, okay, Holland and Mbappe, right now, okay, they're the favorites sure. in both teams as rivals. I think, yeah. I think that's that's what La Liga would be helping out in the in the backstage thing. Of course, come on, come on, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, Messi, Messi, Ronaldo, two point oh. We we, we kind of, I, yes. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, obviously, different players, but uh, right now, but kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it it is going to be. January is going to be interesting. And I think we're, we're going to, we're going to find a lot out. Um, but do you think the Holland moves waits until the uh, summer? I think, I think because in the summer it's a, for 60 million. Okay. Because of the contract release. But so you, I think, I think he's, he might leave straight in January because he came to Dortmund in January. Didn't he from Red Bull, uh, from Red Bull uh, Salzburg. Yeah. And, I mind to say, I think the replacement is already accepted to go to Barcelona, to Dortmund, and that's mm-hmm. Karima Dayami. I know. I think Karima Dayami has said to himself, I'm going to be the guy, the next guy. Holland's going to go, and I'm going to be going up, developing and scoring mad goals, okay? And good for him. Good yeah. for him. If he really refused Barcelona, Karima Dayami, mm-hmm. my guy, you know what you're going to be an elite player. An yeah. elite player because that's an elite decision, decision making of his career. Going yeah. to Dortmund instead of Barcelona, or instead of Bayern, frankly. Uh, um, you know, it, 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 yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, that it, it hasn't been done yet. I've heard what personal terms are agreed and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, they're still about five million away. Um, from what Dortmund, I'm sorry, from what Salzburg wants. Uh, but yeah, Salzburg wants like 40 million euros. I think they'll get it in some way, shape, or form. And I think Adeyemi will be a uh, a Dortmund player, which will be interesting. They're going to lose a lot of size then. So mm-hmm. that'll be kind of yeah. – I'm not sure what Lallan you're going to do. But, they have yeah. two, two – not similar, but physically. I, I, I get you, Brett. I get yeah. you. 
Hype up Bradley Fink, man. Hype up Bradley Fink going up the ranks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you got you got a baby Holland right down there in your in your own uh, in your own system. So bring up uh, bring up Fink, um, and you got to also think Mukoko is going to come back at some point, um, but and Reina will come back hopefully uh, from injury at some point. So they're going to have a nice little wonder kid. Triangle. Uh, Mukoko is similar to Tadayami, so like uh, I I get you. That was that was a very good problem you roster there physically. Yeah. Like, like that's going to be a problem. And I wanted to mention too with the Mbappe just running, not to go too much, too much out of it. Mbappe yeah. and Tianri. You saw that interview, right? Like that question saying, "Oh, why are you learning Spanish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you learning Spanish, Mbappe?" And then Mbappe's out there like, "Oh, because I'm an international player. My image, blah blah blah." And Eri with the, you know, with that laugh, that yeah. laugh already just confirming. So of course, I, I just more confirmation that Mbappe is going to come yeah. as you guys. Like, no, Mbappe just knows knows how general, um, you know, geographical demographics work, right? Spanish is uh, is a growing language in our world, uh, so he's just keeping up with the times. Uh, no, that's go for Chinese, so if that's the case, that's true. That is true. Go for Mandarin, um, but hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's uh, that yeah, Mbappe and Holland. Just it, it is in the sense of Ronaldo and Messi moving. It's going to be kind of the next earth shattering. Um, transfer window and it's funny that it comes so close because and with two really young players just trying to figure out their next step in their professional yeah. career um it's gonna be exciting it's interesting, it's interesting. And, and and two i have to say players that are gonna leave big clubs and it's an opportunity because newcastle is that team okay right. newcastle is hunting players that are cheap but players that are undervalued okay like he eden azar yeah, I saw some news about Eden Hazard going to Newcastle. Man, if that happens, okay, that is that changes everything. Yeah, <laughs> Hazard I, 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 in Newcastle like is like okay, whoa, 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 right? Like, right. wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I, I think more realistically though, like an Anthony Martial could wind up going there if he doesn't head back. But we we also we have to bring up here though. We have to bring up okay. Mm-hmm. Newcastle is like bottom of the Premier League right now. I agree. If, if yeah. Eden Hazard comes in for six months or the second half of the, and then he, they wind up getting relegated, which right now, I mean, it's pretty close at the bottom. Like Burnley's terrible. Um, there's, there's a couple teams above them that are Watford's close. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Cause right now they don't look like a premier league team, obviously. No, 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 but they need to get players in, man. And Hazard, I'm telling you, Hazard goes to Newcastle immediately, okay? He's got something to prove. But because I think what happened to Hazard was he went to Real Madrid and his mind got comfortable, okay? He got to that stage that he was. I got where I wanted in life, okay? Uh, I've settled. That's I'm I'm, I'm being this guy because from the outside looking in, that's what it seems like, man, okay? He really doesn't, like, out of shape coming back to training camps, like all of that, you, you might, you think you got to think, man, is this guy going to win the champions league with, with Real Madrid and to be that guy hazard, mm-hmm. is he going to be a guy, the catalyst for yeah. winning a champion? I don't even think he's going to get into the Bale level at, at Real Madrid. Okay. Cause but, but Bale is a, as a Real Madrid legend guys. Okay. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. I really think that Real Madrid have understood hazard is not going to work out and let's just get the money. Well, the, if there's one place that's going to whip you into shape, whether you like it or not, it is the weather in Newcastle. 
So <laughs> Hazard is yeah, that's true. Uh, Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe would be like he'll be judged too for like you're coaching right. Hazard now, man. This yeah. ain't Bournemouth anymore. No, 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 sir. No, sir. But uh yeah, I guess we'll we'll get a little clarity on that. I mean, I actually feel for Anthony Martial in some respects, um, feel like he should have been gone years ago. Mm-hmm. Really should have. He should have moved on, whether it was go the Memphis to Pi route, you know, go to mm-hmm. Lyon, go back to Lyon, yes. um, go elsewhere. Uh, but he's still only 26. And, you know, his his talent is pretty un- undeniable. And I, I think he was asked to do a lot of things with all this kind of crazy back and forth right. with United. And it, 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 it was tough. Like he moved, didn't he like, he was asked to like bulk up or something. He was asked mm-hmm. to get bigger um, so that he could play up top. Um, and then that didn't work out. Why? Because, you know, a certain Cristiano Ronaldo was signed. And then like also Edison Cavani came in because it was like, you're not working out here. And then he was asked to play on the wing again. I mean, the guy's been put through the ringer and a lot of it is inconsistency. A lot of it is injuries. A lot of it is whatnot. But I just want the guy to get out, get out of United. You know, don't even listen. Rang Nick's right in what he says, but get out of United, find a place. And maybe he can do the Memphis Depay thing where he resurrects things and he just starts banging them in and becoming the electric, uh, electric player we've seen at times. Right. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think a hundred percent that's what's going to happen with Martial. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not going to put my, all my chips on Martial because Martial, he's got, he's had glimpses of brilliance sure. like goal yeah. against Liverpool on his debut, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, are we going to see a Ballon d'Or type player here? Like yeah. Man United fans were going extremely bold after that happened with Martial after coming from Monaco, yeah. which was understandable at the time. Yep. But yeah, field project, man. It's, it, it didn't work out. Yeah. And I have to agree with you. Wenger, then he's a number nine. Then he's like, he plays in, uh, behind the striker. Then he goes on the wing. No project, man. No intention in play and, yeah. and in the development too. Like I have to agree with you. He yeah. came at the wrong time. It came at the wrong. And how would you refuse such a big offer, man? Oh, man United went extremely bold just to get Martial, man. Yeah, I that mean, was like, oh, yeah. You'd, you'd spend your whole career wondering what if, right? What if United worked out? What if United worked out? Um, well, mm-hmm. he did it. I mean, you know, some some of some of the things he couldn't control. Some of the things he obviously could control. Uh, but I think he's overstayed himself, and he's hurt his professional career doing so. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's pretty apparent. And, uh, he, he's got to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> I got, I got to mention this in the transfers too. Cause I saw some news about him. Jean yeah. Felix, man. Jean Fe- I think it's over. I really think this is going to be the last season. Wow. Wow. I, I, I think it's, this is it. This is it. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, Breton. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time, it, man. If there's a t- it's time. Jean yeah. Felix, go to the prime, man. Go to the prem it's just destined man he'll, that, he'll that's look actually elite. that's actually an amazing uh, admission on your part because we were mm-hmm. we were incredibly um incredibly rosy that that we thought it once he got healthy again and mm, you know there no. but it's, I'm, it, it, I'm, it is the same thing chips. yeah i'm gonna put my chips on him leaving i'll be honest with you i think right. it's, I, it's not i think it's over over but i think a lot needs to happen for it to change and i think joe felix has his head out more than in yeah, I think the Simeone relationship with Joe Felix, a lot hasn't been said. Let's say. Okay? Yeah, I mean, Joe Felix needs to go somewhere where the the style suits him, the style yeah. 
is is kind of not necessarily built around him, but that is very much part he's a part of. Whereas Simeone is kind of like you're either in it or you're not, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's he's done what he can. Obviously, some very unfortunate injuries too. Um, so yeah, I I hope he winds up the prem though. You don't you don't think the prem will like break him? It, it, it all depends like what's gonna happen with players like Bernard Silva yeah. and even Salaman at Liver at Liverpool. Okay. If 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 he doesn't renew his contract, because I know Salah must be demanding to be the most most well paid player in the prem as he should. Okay, at twenty nine mm-hmm. at the form he is, but is Liverpool gonna pay it? They should, but again, I really think Tron Felix is going to be one of the players in the market like next summer. And because Real is going to be getting all the attention. <laughs> yeah. With the league, Holland, you know, it's a battle of agents too at the, at the, at the, at the sides. So look, Judge Mench will want to move his pieces. So I think Jean Felix. Move his look, pieces. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it all, it, yeah. It's all a game with these guys. Man. It's tra- the, transfer chess. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, and look at Raiola. Raiola's already putting, like, doing a plan for Holland. As yeah. look, he should, as he should. As but, he, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, there's so much more, and obviously, it's going to heat up. Like names out there: Jared Bowen, Rodrigo, Luka Jovic, mm-hmm. uh, Rudiger. We're going to get clarity, and, and we'll talk about more. But I think you're going to see the transfer topic stay in our podcast. Uh, <laughs> For a little while longer. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Even Haidara to Man United. Too. Yes. That would be a wonderful transfer for Man United, I got to yeah, say. That's yeah. Ralph Ragnick spicing up, okay? You can clearly see stuff. And if it's not Haidara, watch out, because he might actually go for Red Bull Leipzig's uh, Tyler Adams. Okay? But Jude Bellingham, imagine. Oh, imagine I... if Jude Bellingham goes to Man United. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, better I... than Scott McTominay already at 18, man. No I... cap. <laughs> If United gets Bellingham, it might it might actually make me a United fan. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm just saying we've been we've been talking about how they need that that destroyer, that DM, or that guy that can play several roles in the midfield um, without having so much of a limitation. And, and Bellingham certainly suits that. So. Yeah. So if there's any transfers, guys, that we haven't mentioned, please put down below in the comment section below. And I know we have to end the pod with talking about something that happened in the U.S. Which yes. Was... <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I'm still a little um, I'll take the lead on this, but I, I got to say congratulations to New York City FC um, on their first Major League Soccer title. Um and uh, I know the going thing is what that viral TikTok thing, Bing Bong. Uh, they <laughs> Bing Bong, right? Um, it, they basically put this, this, this team has been in the league, I think, six years now. Six years? Yeah, six years. And if you don't know, New York City FC is owned by City Football Group. Okay, mm-hmm. City Football Group, which owns Manchester City. It owns mm-hmm. a bunch of different. But anyway, with New York City FC's win, Okay, in the penalty in penalty kicks against the Portland Timbers out in Portland, um, they become the fourth reigning title holder in all of City Football Group's portfolio. So you got Manchester City as the reigning title holder in England. You've got Melbourne City is the reigning title holder in Australia. You have uh, Mumbai City, who is the reigning uh, title holder in India, and now you got NYCFC. Um, but but I'll tell you what. Um, it's a big market team owned by a, a massive football group. Um, and one that I think, uh, is, is 
creating like this cool little friendly rivalry between Red Bull and City Football Group. Um, you know, it's like Red Bull, what are you going to do next? But it's, it's just a weird time to talk about these like football club portfolios that these massive conglomerates are putting together. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I gotta say too, for like the Brazilian fans out there, well, Talos Magno ganhou. <laughs> Talos Magno, like, had an impact for that New York City team. Yeah, he? he did. I mean, he's, he, he, scored a, he scored a goal against the Union, which I hate him for. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Talos Magno, uh, he's gonna be, he's one of the ones that you gotta watch out for um, yes. next year because he is one of the ones that definitely needed a transition period heading in. I know we've gotten a lot of comments saying like, a lot of Brazilian fans are either on he's overrated or, mm-hmm. or he is, you know, he is the guy that people says he is. Um, but mm-hmm. Tyus Magno had a very, very um, good influence for New York city FC in the playoffs. Um, and actually I think scored a penalty uh, yesterday to help them win. So, uh, but here's, here's a little funny story because I, I love shedding light on our domestic league because mm-hmm. it's growing. And I'm, I'm telling you in maybe five, 10 years time, Major League Soccer is going to be up there in uh, like top five, top seven leagues. Okay, it, it's it's going to take it's going to take its lumps. But if you think about the economic machine behind, you know what happens in the states, um, coupled with uh, what it, what is already starting to boil underneath the surface, which is becoming a selling league. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everybody here watches American football. Everyone here watches basketball. It's going to be so many years before. We have oh. people coming over from that, but there's so much room in our landscape and there's so much money in football True. that major league soccer will find a way us money grubbing Americans will find a way uh, to, to make this league a, a good league but right now. I, yeah. You no, know, I mean, right, baseball, right? no, or hockey. Sorry. Hockey. Wasn't it yeah. like the style? I saw the U S man national team um, uh, only the, the page the, on Instagram. They see said, like there was a, a survey done in the U.S. Yeah, and hockey has been surpassed. Yeah, you know. So I can't even imagine in 2026. Yeah, in 2026 after the World Cup, and, and after then, iconic Pulisic, maybe man, it might baseball. Watch yeah. out, football's but, coming, man. Yeah, no, and and, and listen, football. listen to this. Football. Listen to this. The, the last World Cup that was held in the United States, okay, and I know this will be USA, Mexico, Canada, was 1994. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in 1994, um, nobody kn- knew any American players at all. Okay. And arguably worldwide, uh, there are some known names, but there's a long way to go. We're a young footballing nation. But in 1994, right after that World Cup, n- 1996, Major League Soccer was started. Okay. Um, so it was just this big boom, not of interest, not of eyeballs, right? Not of TV money or anything like that. Um, but it started this kind of, this process, um, painstaking in some respects, um, where, uh, it's become somewhat relevant over the years, still has a very long way to go, but yes, why I'm confident of saying MLS is going to be one of the top five to seven, um, uh, leagues in the world, uh, in the next five to 10 years is because yeah, 2026 world cup is going to be massive, massive, massive for North America in general, um, not just us, but the Canadians, but the Mexicans, um, it, it is going to be absolutely huge, but I got to say, you know, it, it's great. New York MLS is a, is a, is a different breed. 
Okay. But one thing that they're accepting right now, and one thing that they're um, getting hold of is becoming a stepping stone league for really good young players, whether they're homegrowns like Tavon Gray and James Sands, who played really, really big parts for NYCFC yesterday in the MLS Cup final, or a Tyus Magno, who comes over here, gets more, um, you know, European, uh, excuse me, I got a notification, um, more European kind of uh, eyes on him, uh, and then they sell him off. It's going to be that way for the next five, seven hopefully 10 years, as long as the clubs embrace it. So for example, Ricardo Pepe, $13 million is like the baseline rate for him right now. Whereas a couple years ago, yeah, a couple years ago, we were forced to sell, you know, Pulisic, nothing, because he wasn't part of a youth academy, right? He wasn't part of an MLS club. Uh, Gio Reyna, New York City FC got nothing for Gio Reyna because he left before they even got in there. So it's just the starting process of that. And we are nowhere close. MLS is nowhere close to, you know, the big Euro leagues. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying we are at the beginning of a really interesting economic time for young players. And and yeah, Um, but I I understand the excitement with you, Bretton. Like it's it's really going up. It's going up, man. Not on a Tuesday, but every day. (laughs) So guys, guys, so guys, I have a big announcement before we end the podcast. Okay. We are going to finally, finally have a merch release, okay? Like, that was, like the website, okay, is fcwonderkid.com. It's simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Go to fcwonderkid.com and sign up for you to get the early release on Saturday, the 18th, okay? We only have 30 pieces. 30 pieces per product, okay? So we're only going to have 30 s's 30 s l's of this hoodie guys yep so if you, you you gotta get it okay it's it's limited stock and yeah. yeah so if you're if you're looking for that perfect gift for your loved one no just kidding uh if you want to support us in some way we felt it was necessary beyond the content we create to actually create mm-hmm. physical content um yeah please please look at this stuff because it, it is cool and i'm i'm the old person in this whole project <laughs> And I think it's cool, which means it's it's either not cool or it's the coolest. Um, so, no, it's, so, you guys, it's so you guys know, it's fcwonderkid.com, guys, and get the early release before the 18th, okay? Because you will have an email sent to you with the code, okay? So yep. you can get one of those 30 pieces ahead of everyone because on Sunday, it's going to be open to everyone. But you can have an early release if you sign up with your email to get it on Saturday. So I had to mention that on fcwonderkit.com, guys, the website. www.fcwonderkit.com, guys, okay? Get that early release, okay? And only people that listen the whole way through are going to get this, right? (laughs) And the TikTok gang, too. That's true. The TikTok (laughs) gang, yeah. So there you go, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed episode 34, guys, okay? A lot. we, We talked about an awful lot, but if we missed out on anything... Put down below in the comment section. And please like the video if you're listening on this on YouTube, man. It's a huge, huge help, man. So, yeah, guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. And, yeah, peace out. See you next week.